T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris thank you guys so much for listening wherever you are finding us thank you subscribe rate and review it helps and download the episodes uh, odyssey app apple podcast google play stitcher omni tending to the fan.com and then social media instagram.com slash beers on us is our main hub that's where you should do most of your interacting with us twitter is at beers on us pod and facebook.com slash beers on us as well hi hello we're just gonna do a quick hit today <clears throat> uh patrick's got a tighter schedule and he Whoa. got stuck in 30 minutes of traffic Whoa, baby and uh to be honest considering next week is our final pelican episode and we've got the other stuff going on with the Barrelick beer. I just didn't think of any topic today. So I was like, let's just, let's just talk. Yeah, you know, this retired life is getting really busy. Well, you're no starting long- to piss me off. You're no longer retired. <laughs> so <laughs> the retired life is officially over. It is officially over. And I'll tell you what, uh, as as great as retired life was for a moment, it, it's, it's, it's kind of nice to get back in. I'll tell you what, we, we talk about it every once in a while, but I, but we don't really dive into it that much. We got a hell of a baseball show tonight. Yes, we do. The trade deadline is coming up, and I'm not going to bore you guys because I'm sure everyone out there listening could care less about baseball. We're here for beer. But boy, am I jacked about the trade deadline coming up. Oh, it's in two days, and the Mariners made a stupid move. But they made a good move? Like, I... Well, no, I don't think they made a good move at all. But uh, they made two moves, one of which made the team very angry, and I've never seen a reaction quite like that. It's pretty wild. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. Wednesday night. You said tonight we have a baseball show. Oh, yeah, it is Wednesday. Sorry. I, Yesterday I, yes. or this past <clears throat> Wednesday, whenever you're listening, we had a baseball show. Which you can go listen to on the uh, Les Schwab Tires podcast you on the can, Odyssey app or Tenity of the Fan. You can download it anywhere you can get this bad boy. Yes, exactly. Just type in Hot Corner and it's the two same same two guys. We're just talking baseball. And, and there's a picture of us other as stuff. opposed to beers on us where there is no picture where we meet people and they're like, whoa, that guy that sounds like that is only five, six and kind of squishy. <laughs> uh, that's me. Uh, all right. So week in <clears throat> beer. Posted- you had yourself. I saw the I saw the list, and I'd had a couple of those, and there were some that I'm really intrigued on what you had. Okay, so uh, the only one I did not drink yet is still in my fridge is the ferment German style pilsner. Oh, I thought it was the one in front of us. No, uh, well, I took a sip of this already, so this technically counts as one that I've dr- <laughs> uh, had a drink of now. So I got myself Montevilla's super dominant IPA. I got Grains of Wrath's Overkill, 
which was uh, new on the shelf at Marketed Choice. Recently packaged. I, I got know this because I'm not retired anymore. I got the Migration <clears throat> Backwoods Collab mm. Brew of the Gods Summer IPA. Interesting. Uh, I got the uh, Heater Allen Abzug Vienna Style Lager, which is what's in front of us at the moment. Mike goes, I figured you'd be okay drinking this, and I went a Vienna Lager from Heater Allen. <laughs> Sign me up. I got the Block 15 Galaxy, Galaxy, Galaxy IPA. Yeah, which reminds me of the uh, Breakside Strata, 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 Citra, Citra, Citra. Yes. So, oh, cool. Let's do it. I mean, I'm, I'm down to see how hops are showcased. And then uh, I got the second Herd Mentality Coco Cow, which we had the first one, I believe, on the podcast. I think it's the third. Oh, Because okay. I saw s'mores on the shelf, which mm. I think is a little older, but I'd never seen, what is this, cherry pie? Cherry vanilla. Cherry vanilla. So I'm really interested in your thoughts on that one uh so uh, i will start with my thoughts on that one because i had that one last night that was about as good as cherry has been in a stout for me ever i am fist pumping my way into the weekend uh cherry for me is not a fruit that i enjoy we it's, talk about this with like uh the barrel age creek style sours yeah. you're kind of like ah, cherry i just i just don't like cherries and i don't like cherry flavor there mm. are times where it is good there is there are times when i enjoy it you don't like high fructose cherry coke i mean yeah but that's not real cherries <laughs> high fructose. you jerk <laughs> uh so i mean i like cherries uh, in some in some senses but generally i will always choose another fruit instead of them it's kind of like your coffee as well like you love co- although different because you love coffee but you don't love it in beer yes uh coffee can be done well in beer but usually for me it's overpowering and takes over too much of the flavor so when i've had cherry in say barrel aged stouts to me, it's like really sweet and really tart, and it's like a little too much. Like it just takes over the beer completely. What worked really well in this herd mentality for me was because it was a milk stout, what I got was basically the beer version of chocolate strawberry milk. Ooh. And I mean, we all love chocolate milk, right? Sure. I don't even drink milk, and chocolate milk is delicious. We were all kids once. Right. Uh, we all have a soft spot for chocolate milk. And, of course, strawberry milk is a thing as well. Mm-hmm. And this kind of reminded me of, like, a chocolate strawberry milk, but just with cherries instead. Almost like a Neapolitan ice cream? It was kind of like that. Um, and it it really, really worked. I think the thing about it is it doesn't really come off as a stout because you've got so many other flavors that are really prevalent. And because it's a milk stout, it's so much lighter. It, it Honestly, I, I felt like I was drinking chocolate milk. And I- obviously there's beer and alcohol in it, but... It was it was a very approachable stout for those who are scared of the style. Going back to what you said about coffee and how sometimes the coffee takes over too much of the flavor profile for you, this sounds like it's the same, but it worked for you. It there worked. were less stout characteristics, but this worked. It worked because it was a milk stout. Okay. Uh, I think the fact that it was a milk stout gave me like an anchor for those other flavors, whereas other times it's like... Hey, this is a this is a stout that has like molasses and toffee and cherry. And you're like, "Well, I can't taste any of the other flavors because the cherry is in here and it's dominating my palate." And this one was like, "Oh, this is like chocolate milk and it has a little bit of a it's a fruit flavor in there as well." The vanilla I think cuts the cherry a lot as well. I think it's a good combo. So for you, had there not been lactose in that beer, it might not have worked. Yes. 
Correct. I think the fact that it was a milk That's stout really cool. is the reason why I liked it. Well, and I love that whole series. It's so funny to think of the Sun River crew and how amazing and expressive and innovative they have been in the hop game <clears throat> that they have this milk stout, not a pastry stout, but a milk stout that still delivers. That's really cool. I want to try the s'mores one. The interesting thing about cherry to me in beers is a lot of times cherry is an oxidized flavor in barrel-age stouts. Mm. If barrel-age stouts sit a little too long and get a little over-oxidized, you get this like cherry Coke kind of flavor to it. To I think most people don't have an issue with it, but it is a repercussion of probably the beer sitting too long. Which is funny because I'll taste it and be like, oh, no, this beer is turned, but I like Cherry Coke, so I'm going to finish this. <laughs> uh, the other ones that I had, uh, the Galaxy 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 from Block 15 was, it says IPA. On a haze scale, how it, high? Oh, very. Okay. Uh, it was about, it was a hazy. Galaxy is the hop born to be yes. in hazies. I, I, I <clears> had <throat> the thought when picking this up even though it just says IPA on the bottom or India Pale Ale, that this wasn't going to be a Block 15 hazy. This was going to be a hazy. A hazy. And it was. It said on the can, like, soft. And I was like, okay. So, like, it's it's probably a hazy. Um, what was pretty good about it was it had some good, like, dank hop quality that came through the haziness. Mm-hmm. I got the hop flavor. But I will say that it was it was, like... If we're on a scale of five, and if anything, three and lower is like the correct amount of hazy in my mind, this was like a four. Okay. Like they're so just over your threshold. It was over my threshold of being like, it's a little bit too juicy. But not a full on like claim 52 great notion. It wasn't chalky. It was still good hop character, but it was just a little too juicy. So I, I would say if we're going like... Our least favorite hazies are the chalky juice bombs, which sadly are a lot of them. That's a five. Four can be one or the other. It's either it's a little too chalky, but it's not overly juicy. You still get some hop or vice versa. Three and then two and then one. And then, you know, one is like it's a hazy, but it really just tastes like an IPA. But it's hazy in color. Unfiltered at that aspect. Basically. So this was like a four. You know, I I can drink threes and be happy. This was like. I drank it. I finished it. I didn't drain pour it. Good. I, I liked some of the hop character in it, but there were moments where I was like, Ugh, a little too hazy for me. Um, now, I, I, I wonder if you can look this up, Patrick, while I talk about it. Sure. Uh, I, I only took the picture of the front of the can, but the hops that were in the Migration Backwoods collab, the Brew of the Gods, I feel like when I read them, I thought they were very unique, and it had a very, very distinct flavor that I was having a really hard time pinpointing what I was tasting. Okay. Um, it, I was like, okay, is this coconut? Is this pineapple? Is this stone fruit? I was just like, I was taking a sip and I was like, I know this flavor, but I don't know this flavor. Um, and it was, it dominated that beer in my opinion. Uh, not in a bad way. It was just, I didn't, I wasn't expecting said flavor, and it was like, this is the flavor you're getting in this IPA. Okay. So, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can look it up, too, if you want to talk. What, but, what are the hops in it? It yeah. didn't say? Oh, it did. I just I just have the front of the can. I forget what it said. I think, okay. it had, I think it had a New Zealand version of the Cascade hops. Backwoods Migration Bridge of the Gods. Brew of the Gods. Brew 
of the gods. I think this is the Great one. name. Either this one or the super dominant. It had Cascade, but New Zealand Cascade, it said. NZ Cascade, which I thought was really interesting. Um, also, one of them had the the Yukonaut hops, or however you pronounce it. Equinaut. Equinaut. I will always get that wrong because it's spelled E-U-K-A-N-O-T. <laughs> but uh, I think it had that one as well. I don't know what flavor that hop brings through, but I started to see that a little bit more on uh, on cans as well. The Backwoods uh, website says... White grape, peach, grapefruit, and stone fruits. Ooh, I did say stone fruit. Um, Does it say the hops? It doesn't. I'm still looking. Still looking. Interesting that I would think stone fruit because that's not a fruit that I've had necessarily, but it's on a lot of beer labels as a as a flavor. So maybe I'm just like now relaying a certain flavor I have to that and being correct. Uh, according to our my wonderful friends that I absolutely love over there at Brew Public. Um, it's got hints of tropical fruit and wine-like character similar to Sauvignon Blanc, which makes me think there's Nelson in it. Mm-hmm. Idaho 7 hops were also used, showcasing dank and pineapple fruit yes. notes. Idaho 7, yes. So Idaho 7 and Enigma and maybe some Nelson. Okay. It's possible. Um, the Enigma, which I don't know a lot about that hop which could create some of that white grape characteristic. That's what's really tricky with Nelson Hops. Um, Nelson Hops is featured. If you want to go taste a really great feature on Nelson Hops, there's a Sun River uh, beer out right now, part of their um, IPA seasonal series. I can't remember what they call it. Uh, That's just called the Nelson. And that's going to give you a lot of that Southern Hemisphere dank characteristic to it, to where if you flip side that, EGA, Grains of Wrath, flag, one of their flagship beers, uh, also using Nelson Sauvin, really prominates that white grape characteristic. I think I think what it was that was so distinctive about it was probably that white grape in this beer, because when you drink an IPA, that's not a flavor you expect to get. Right. Um, and I remember tasting it and being like, <clears throat> what am I, what is that? And think about the names real quick. Nelson Sauvin is the name of the hop. Sauvignon Blanc grapes. Right, right, right. It's like there is a correlation there. Um, I was the the super dominant was the one who had the Equinot hops in it. I just pulled it up. That had Equinot, Galaxy, and Strata. Um, That one was a really, really good IPA. There's that Strata, baby. There it is. Pulling the room together. Yeah, played played really well with both of those hops, uh, and that was one that I thought was really good. So if you see it on the shelf and you've taken a break from Montevilla just because, you know, they, like, popped really early and everything was on the shelf, and then recently it's all been the same stuff we had last year. Mm -hmm. That's a new one. It's in a black can. Oh, that was really, really good. The Brew of the Gods was interesting, though. If you want an interesting IPA that is very different from things that you normally would drink, I would try that one. It's... uh, it, it really, I was taking sips and I was like, I like this a lot. I don't know what the flavors I'm tasting are, but it's different and I like that. So that was my week in beer. Isn't, uh, that, isn't that fun though? The overkill take... was good, obviously. <clears throat> yeah. But... Uh, it, that, that's, a, that's a good Vic's secret uh, exposure. In overkill? That very tropical, very fruity on that beer. So yep. I've, I've been drinking a lot of it out of the can. It's the freshest beer we have right now. I mean, and... those three, <clears throat> the super dominant, the overkill, and the brew of the gods, I had those on the same day. Mm-hmm. All of them, very tropical. Yeah, like, cool. very fruit forward. Cool. I was like, wow, alright. I guess I picked the same type of IPA today. Where's the evergreen pine trees, <laughs> damn it? Uh, my well, it's week- the summer, so I, I accept I the fruity flavor. Totally get it. Uh, my week in beer uh, is, gosh, I've been just working so much that I can't think about a lot of stuff. I had a Freem Golden IPA uh, last night. Uh, 
very fruity. <laughs> it, it was it was absolutely delicious. It was an extremely crushable IPA, and it's funny that the golden IPA from them has shifted that way because it. I feel like in years past, it's been a lot more, you know, kind of light bodied, rounded out, uh, with like a a nice touch of hops. To where this was very fruit forward, very tropical, and that was that was kind of fun. I've also been spending the last few days. I'm leaving for a rafting trip. Tomorrow, I'm doing a multi day on the Deschutes again. Are you and- sure you're not still <clears throat> retired? Because you've been taking a lot of vacations this summer. Well, I had to talk to all my bosses of all my different jobs and kind of say, hey, by the way, you got to deal with this right now. And come mid September, I will have no life and be uh, full on dedicated to my jobs. Mm-hmm. Although it's hard, I can't not be dedicated to my jobs. So even though I am taking these days off, I'm like, Running around like a madman trying to get everything I'm, done. I'm more playing because I, know you are. I feel like every weekend you're like, oh, sorry, I was out of town for four days. <laughs> and I'm like, you were last weekend too. <laughs> oh, just me and the girl decided to go take another couple days here. Jeez, like, man. Well, last summer, you know, like everybody, we got kind of kicked around a little bit. So we're trying to make up for lost time. <laughs> uh, so I've been running around the last couple days. You know, we're doing a multi-day rafting trip, so you basically got to pack everything in and pack everything out. There's no stores. There's no buying ice. So you got to really kind of craft and, and plan your plan your trip. And this one's a little more different. The last one I went on was just me and the homeboy. So it's the two of us, and we, we have very similar palettes. So it, that was easy to shop for. This, I'm shopping for some people that I don't know. So it's like, okay, so I'm getting some Pilsners, I'm getting some Light Lagers, but I'm also getting some low ABV Hoppy because I like Hoppy, but it's going to be so damn hot in Central Oregon that I want my hops, but I need light body and I need low ABV because I don't want to get housed in 90 degree weather. Well, did you see that it's going to be potentially over 100 on Friday here? Yeah, I'm really jacked about that. Um, Is it going to be even hotter down in Central Oregon, I imagine? it always is hotter down there. Yeah. Uh, So what what I picked up for us at the moment, I think I need a little bit more because I think there's seven of us going. I'm going to pull some of the loose straggler Rainiers from the fridge because why not? There are loose stragglers in the fridge. Sure. My fridge right now is seven. Easy drinkable beers. My fridge right now is seven Rainiers, one Miller High Life bottle, and then I think there's a sour beer in there that I've been sitting on for like three years. So is it good still? No idea. Mm. I keep looking at it like, ooh, I should have that. It's an ale apothecary dry hop sour that I loved when I tasted two and a half years ago. It was <laughs> like... I'm going to see how this ages. And now I'm like, you've wasted that beer. It's but been there for way too you're long. You're too scared to open it. <laughs> uh, so I got those and I grabbed a six pack of Bowie check pills, six pack of migration proper pills and a six pack of crux pills. And then I've got a six pack of Fort George's sunrise oatmeal pail, okay. which is usually my go to if it's on draft when I'm out there. And I found fresh ripping from sun river so did i i have that in my fridge right now at freddy's this morning and i was like oh let's go so i was really jacked about that and i got a really fresh like a week old box of johnny utah and i need to i need to find another six pack of hoppy beer to go along with that but outside of that some things that i've been drinking i've been drinking the japanese lager from freem I've had probably three 500 mils of those in the last week. It is just absolutely fantastic. That beer knocks it out of the ballpark. I tried some stuff from uh, Harland Brewing, which is in Southern California. Okay. Some stuff that a friend of the show, Robbie Rhoda, brought up at day one. Uh, Not great. 
It was okay. it was a Japanese lager. We were kind of on this train, me and some buddies. What's it called? It I think it's Harland Brewing. H a r l a n d. Okay. And it was unfortunately just a mess to me. I couldn't it I couldn't quite pinpoint what the off flavors were. It just seemed like uh, an idea that 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 did not come to fruition. Uh, what else did I jump on? I killed a six pack of Rubens Summer IPA, which was funny. It's right around 30 days, and I'd had them throughout the last couple days, and I was thinking to myself- Harland is in San Diego. San Diego. And I was thinking to myself, huh, this beer's slightly kind of turning. And then my partner had one last night. We were sitting on the couch, and she started drinking it, and I turned to her, and I go, I think, and she goes, starting to turn? I agree. And I was like, that is a victory in this household. (laughs) This woman knows it. She's got it, and I'm in. And this was which beer? Summer IPA from Rubens. It was wild because it was, it was a little older. Or? It was under thirty days, like right at thirty days, hmm. you know. But cans, you know, it's just you never know. You never know with that, that dissolved oxygen if that creeps in. That stuff. We did crack open the other night uh, as I'm trying to drink through my cellar, which is all Breakside beer from my previous life. We cracked open a Grand Pappy. I can never remember. One of them has like. The normal stuff. The other one has like cinnamon and raisins in. We didn't do the cinnamon and raisins. We just did the bourbon barrel. And I remember drinking it when it was fresh, and it was had this very hot bourbon flavor to it, which is cool if that's what you're into. But after a year and a half, two years, it has settled down, and it was delicious. It was fantastic. It's great to hear because honestly, I haven't had too many experiences when I've tried aged beers mm-hmm. of them it, still being good. It can be so hit or miss, and. I can't really remember. I think I think what it is is like I've had on tap at Deschutes like two year old Abyss, right? But of course they're going to tap it because it tastes amazing. Well, right, and in the keg there's way less chance for variables to sneak in. In a bottle you've got that headspace. Mm-hmm. In a can you've got that headspace, and that is where your dissolved oxygen starts to creep in. And I was, I mean, kudos, tip of the hat to those guys. I mean, I worked with them for a long time. They know what they're doing. And even though when they make beer, barrel-aged beer, it is meant to be drank right now. You know, they kind of believe the opposite of Fremont. Fremont's like, their goal is to make this beer drinkable for 10 years. We don't have the science behind that yet. We're not quite there. So who knows if it'll actually work out. I'll let you know in six years when I crack that 2016, uh, five years when I crack that 2016 Dark Star. But that's the opposite to where Breakside says, you need to drink this right now. And me, I think that's what happened with the ruse one that was uh, mm-hmm. that I had in my pantry. I had the two ruses. The one was peanut butter. I was so like pumped to try it mm-hmm. and i waited too long yeah and, and it wasn't even a year old at that point but it was that was clearly meant to drink mm-hmm. now and i know better but there's the uh the rebel inside of me that's like well let's push this when it was fresh you know i drank it a ton so i got a really good idea of how it tastes now so the the inner thought in my mind is like well let's put a few years on this let's see so i'll i'll, I'll keep all you updated on on this barrel aged beer i'm powering through but the Grand Mammy Grand Pappy series is, I think, dynamite right now because it was just so bourbony hot, which I think that's what they were going for at the time. And now it's kind of just smoothened out a little bit, which I'm really into. No cherry Coke. No cherry Coke. No cherry Coke. You still would have drank it, though. I don't know, man. Yes, you would have. This bear. Yeah, I do like it. 
<laughs> you this just barrel aged beer, though, stuff. I mean, we've cracked a couple and been like, uh, see ya. Yep. And I've got some ones that I know taste good. Well, the good. second you crack it and you smell, it's like, oh, yeah, you there's know the instantly. vinegar. Yep, see ya. Adios. Yep. You know, but, you know, fortunately, a lot of those beers were for free. Don't tell them. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> and uh, so it's it's been more of like a like an experiment, you know. I would like to understand the cellaring process, not how to cellar beers as a consumer, but more how cellaring is impacting the beer itself. I would love also if any of the listeners out there have cellared any of your tough loves from Crux, which is my favorite barrel aged out of all time. Um, I would love to see or hear if that ages because that beer fresh is dynamite. Truly incredible. It's probably the best stuff they do. Yes. So I'm curious Why if don't you uh, start a vertical, buddy. I started one on Dark Star. I, well, I, yeah, but I love yeah, that beer. I've had such bad experience, and those beers are so expensive. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, there's money pissing away in my closet. Right. It's like each one of those 22s is like $25. Yeah. So what? I'm gonna get I'm just gonna sit that up there, and then in five years, be like, well, this went bad. Could have spent that $25 on a fresh one to drink or many other beers instead. And I'd, I'd love to. This has been on the mind for about a year and a half now. I just don't know a whole lot about it. So I'm trying. It's kind of on the back burner because it's not pressing, especially in the summertime. But I'd really like to to bring a couple people on in a multi-part episode and talk about barrel aging and just not just the process of it, but aging and, and, and taste profiles and how they evolve I think that'd be something really fun, something we would learn a lot about, and hopefully something you all would learn a lot about as well. So the beer in front of us, which I already finished because yeah. I was not paying attention. Chugging, um, baby. <laughs> well, I wasn't chugging. I just I was just drinking. I was sipping. That tells you it's good. It is. Uh, is the Heater Allen Abzug Vienna-style lager. And, 10 uh, degree Vienna-style lager. Don't know what that means. So I just said Vienna-style lager. Uh, I finished it already. So if that's uh, proof of how good it is, it is very, very, very drinkable. It is, I think, honestly, maybe it's a little recency bias, the best Vienna-style lager I've had. That's a great. That's great, man. Well, here, here's something to, to keep your eyes on. Um, I had a long conversation yesterday with about Vienna lager with uh, the brew crew over there at Grains while I, after, after I got done with some work. And everyone's that competing in GABF has those batches finished because mm. a lot, most of them were shipped on Monday to head out to Colorado, which is so strange because it's not until late September, uh, the actual judging. So be aware that a lot of those breweries out there that you like going to, if they submit beer to GABF, there's a good chance a lot of those beers are about to start getting on tap, which is why the month of August and September and into early October is probably my favorite range of the brew season because you get people's competition batch, and then you get fresh hop, and then you get fest beers, and then my life is complete. <laughs> so so this is, we're, we're like so close, we're inches away from walking into Von Ebert and having... GABF volatile substance walking into Breakside and having GABF lucky as hellas walking into grains of wrath wayfinder you name it pick your spot and tasting these styles these flagship quote-unquote beers of theirs at their in theory highest potential that's exciting. Yeah. I've never really thought about that. Do you know we got Fresh Hop coming up? I did not. We're like 
three weeks away from Ex Novo Elliot Amarillo. Fantastic. Yeah, we're three weeks away from Watermelon IPA. Like, I'm so <laughs> jazzed about this. We do this every year, and we're going to get some of that. And I, I couldn't be more excited about it. That's fantastic. Also, You're making me excited because now it's like, okay, now I have to like start thinking about going to the breweries instead of just like buying the cans I see at the shelf right, so right. I can get their competition badges. Yeah, do your little rounds and do it before the whole state shuts down again in probably mid-October. Just an FYI. <laughs> I wore masks at the grocery store today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that to look forward to. And then also uh, chatting with our good buddy Nick over at Barrelick Drink. Um, things are progressing with with our beer. The brew date will be on the 6th. Been pushed back a little bit. Pushed back a little bit, which is fine by us. Those guys, they're they're cranking stuff out. Well, neither of us could make it this week anyway. Right. So, so this is a benefit. It'll be next. I think we should both be able to make it then. And hopefully, yeah, waiting on confirmation should hopefully be brewed sometime next week. And so we will be there for that, which puts us at a party late August, still waiting on confirmation. But I just wanted to uh, give you all that update. We're not hiding anything here. We no. are so jazzed about this. And uh, the fact that you and I will both be able to be there uh, for this next brew date, which is perfect because maybe we can, we'll have Pelican next week. And then the week after that, let's talk about what a brew day looks like. Yes. You know, I think I'm going to, I got a chest mount and I will probably strap the GoPro on there and just run the GoPro video the oh, entire cool. time that we're doing it. I'll take it home and, edit, splice some stuff up, and then throw it up on the gram and uh, give you guys like a true insight on how beer is made. That's thinking, my friend. Well, you know. I, I didn't even know you had a GoPro, so let's do it. I raft, dude. Of course I have a GoPro. <laughs> is that connected? I don't know. Yeah, dude. You don't want to see yourself swimming because you'd made a mistake and you're upside down? Dude, outdoor living is not for me, man. <laughs> and it's not something I, I understand a damn thing about. Is is it common for people who go rafting and have GoPros? Apparently so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Apparently it's, it's a whole so. outdoor thing. If you're paragliding, if you're whatever, if you're windsurfing, if you're surfing, if you're whatever, dude, the the GoPro is is really rad. So I'll strap that on, and we can give you all kind of a real great insight on on what Bruin looks like. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Oh, you didn't even talk about the beer, other oh. than I mean, I said it's my favorite Vienna style lager I've ever had. You know, man, I love that Von Ebert. Mm-hmm. I love the grains of wrath as well. And God, Breakside's got a real soft spot in my heart for that Vienna lager. This is great. There's no flaws to it. It's a little lighter than most Vienna lagers, which I definitely appreciate coming out in this time of year. It's more of the gold and the amber. Yeah, it's a little more drinkable, a little crushable, which is probably still going to elevate this and push this towards the top of my list when it comes to Vienna lagers. I mean, Rick and Lisa down there, I mean, like, free pass guys you get to do whatever you want <laughs> just make sure you package it so we can get it up here in case we can't make it to the window all right that's gonna do it for us today next week our final episode from pelican will be going to cannon beach uh, so that'll be releasing next thursday at four o'clock and then the week after that what a birthday is like which will be completely new for me i've yeah. never seen a brew day i've seen him a thousand times and i was talking with i ran into nick today and i was talking with him and, and i just kind of said to him i was like i've seen these a thousand times you've seen them a thousand times we've both dumped hops in dumped malt in whatever you need to do blah 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 
but I can't wait to see you at a brew day. <laughs> I think you're going to have such a blast, man. I think you're going to have so much fun with it. I've uh, I've never done anything like it, so that'd be very, very cool. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us. Follow us on our socials. Instagram.com slash beers and us is our main page. And then I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD085 on Twitter and Instagram. Pelican's final episode of the summer with us next week. This is Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. We'll see you later. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.